takes it and it's deflected and gone! They're trying to equalize, and the shot, and the goal! Hello and welcome to the Vamos Orlando podcast. I'm your host, Jason, alongside my beautiful co-host. I'm Victoria. <laughs> and we are going to be recapping the game that just finished about a half hour ago uh, between Orlando City and the New England Revolution. Final score was New England Revolution 4, Orlando City 1. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. That was not what I was hoping to be, but... I mean, I guess that was it. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk about a little bit of what happened. Um, just to begin with, like, the starting lineup, I think I agree with a lot of them. It seems like a lot of the players of the normal status didn't travel with the team. Well, um, just a few notable ones, really. I, yeah. At least, I mean, I miss Mueller. I mean, but I might be a little biased on there. Mueller. Um, Johnson as well, but it seems like Johnson was out for... I think they said Johnson was left out, uh, because we were listening to the broadcast here at home. Um, So Johnson, I think they said, did not travel as a precautionary measure. He had, uh, forgot what they said was hurting him, but there was something that was hurting him a bit that they decided to leave him home as a precaution. And then I believe they said Mueller was out sick. I think that was it, and I mean, I don't doubt it. Johnson does deserve the day off. He played a lot the past two games, which he was really impressive. So I love that. And um, the only other two that didn't travel were Acosta and Patino, who stayed back. They were doing some volunteer work as part of the uh, some MLS initiative that they were doing for the All Star Game. So that's amazing. So, so that's it's good on them. I mean, given shout out. Like I know that we missed them on the game, but shout out to them because that's a good cause. Yeah, and it's not. Um, I mean, given they're not normal starters, so I, for team wise, I don't think it's a massive loss for O'Connor, but it's certainly nice. I mean, especially in a game like here, you probably would have wanted to have someone like a Patino to be able to come in as an extra striker, probably. And just to begin with, like, the lineup, we have Rowe on goal. And, like, normal, our back line was Juan, Sanye, Jansen, and Martino. Sorry if I, like, completely screwed up all the names because I don't pronounce them very well, but I know who I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> um, then there's, like, the midfield. We have Powers, Rossell, and Mendes. I love to see Rossell on the field. Yeah, Yuri's been, you know, really good. I think the times that he's been on the field, I think he's underrated. Uh, I don't know, who do we normally have in midfield? I mean, I, I know Mendez is definitely almost Johnson. always in there. Ah, Johnson, yeah. Yeah, I guess that ooh. makes sense. Why, ooh. I don't know that I would <laughs> I, I don't know that I would bump Roselle in there over Johnson. I feel like Actually, of any of the areas on our team, midfield has been the most competitive for players that deserve minutes this year. If you look at, you have Johnson, Roselle, Powers, Mendez. I mean, there's four right there. Kleschen has made an argument that he deserves at least some time off the bench in a number of games. He's also proven that he should not be on the pitch in a number of other games. So I guess that's <laughs> but that hit happens, or miss. I guess. <laughs> Yeah. I just, uh, who else do we have in midfield on the Um Mendes and Powers. Oh, shout out to Powers. Amazing game today. Yeah, I think he was 
the best player on the pitch in today's match, for sure. He's definitely making an argument to try to get himself some more minutes, and I know we've been giving him some time in open cup play, but I think he deserves some regular season minutes, although as when we finish recapping, I'm sure I'll restate that the season is essentially over with this loss. I don't think that the playoffs are really obtainable, so I think regular season games are throwaway at this point, and you should really just focus on the Open Cup. But Yeah, that seems about right. But, yeah, let's continue in our yeah. forwards. We had Question, Arkandeli, and Nani. Question uh, as question. a forward is funny. Yeah, I was going to say that seemed like a joke to me. He's a good player. I think he normally handles like the movement of the ball, create plates. But he's not the fastest. I mean, just a little bit. But to be a forward, I feel like you really need to be a little bit faster than that he is just to be there. And I think realistically how they ended up playing uh, as we were watching the game. So the lineup was showing a 4-3-3. But I think realistically we started playing a 4-4-2 with the top two being uh with two up front being nani and tesho i think question ended up playing midfield pretty much anyway which is probably better than him attempting to play forward <laughs> to be honest with you yeah and i mean the game just really started not on the best um how do you say that like not on the best moment like it at was three minutes we were already losing by one zero can we just agree how annoying this dude's name is though like <laughs> Being Gustavo honest, Gustavo Bow. Gustavo Bow. There's no way if, if you if your last name is Bow and you're gonna. Oh, that's it. That, yeah. I was gonna say it sounded a little different when they were saying it, which it annoyed me more than when I said it. But it's because I didn't pronounce it right. <laughs> so, as a parent, if your last name's Bow, and then why would you name your child Gustavo? Honestly, <laughs> just just don't. It's annoying. And then the fact that they kept using his full name the whole time was minorly irritating. So it's such. A I never noticed that before. Maybe he actually goes by his full name. I know, like for example, Arcandelli, right? Like no way, Tesho. He, he, he goes has by some, either. Yeah, he has some say sure he has Tesho, I think. So it makes sense yeah. when someone that it's like a, the announcer or something like that, they will say like Tesho Arcandelli, like they call the whole thing out, or Tesho. Instead of his last name, like it normally will be for any player, maybe he actually goes by his full name. But it was just annoying doing this game. Um, yeah, so like. Could be like my one friend from college, Stephen Cole, always goes by his full name. Yeah, I There's do. no right way to do That's the only right way to do it, really. But that has nothing to do with Orlando <laughs> City. Let's, let's move on. Trying to at least give him, like, benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, so they've. After that, that, that was like, the first half, really. It was just the one goal. Yeah, uh, there really wasn't so. much on the first half. I feel like... There was a number of chances for Orlando in that half. but And I think we largely outplayed them outside of the first three minutes. I believe they, I believe they said in the broadcast, we did not touch the ball prior to them scoring. Yeah. That was... Well, I mean, I think we had, like... Because they had a corner or something. So we had like a touch to deflect it out, but we did not have possession of the ball prior to their goal, if I heard the broadcast correctly. Yeah, and I think that was like pretty much what it looked like. I do want to call out uh, Martinho. There was a foul that he committed. 
at first, like, because I was looking down, like, I actually got distracted in that moment. I was like, no, 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 that's not a foul, you know, like a little bias for my team. But he totally grabbed the guy and bring him down. It happens. But, yeah, I, that was kind of funny. I really hope that he's okay. I mean, ba- I saw him, like... He did leave injured, yeah. I saw him limp him in a couple of the plays, and he was, like, taking a couple of breaks and trying not to run. And then at some points he looked like, oh, nothing hurts. I'm just going to go all out for it. Um, but I read a couple of tweets saying that I think he went out for a hip injury. I just really hope that it's nothing major, that it's something that he will be okay after this. Because he's a good player. I want him back. I want him to get used to being back on the pitch. And I, I want to see that more. Didn't you have a hip injury when you played? Yeah, I actually, in high school, I dislocated my hip playing soccer. But I actually didn't know that my hip was dislocated. Like, I mean, I knew it hurt. What kind of uh, what kind of pain is Matinho in if he dislocated his hip in this game? It just hurts. Like when you're playing, but because you are on the field, nothing else matters. At least, I mean, they're probably the more than I, I am because, I mean, I was never a professional player. But if it's that passion and that, like, adrenaline that you have during the game, you can feel it, but it feels worse when you actually stop. Once you actually figure it out, like, it's, like, the end of the game or just, like, the end of the day. Because that's, like, for me what it hurt. Like, I will, like, not sleep because of the pain on my hips. Yet, the next day I will be at practice and playing soccer. Until, like, my mom made me go to the doctor. But was that's it, besides the point. Once you went to the doctor, was it a pretty easy fix for you? Um, it was just that I couldn't really, like, carry anything heavy. Like, my backpacks and things like that or books for school. And I just will walk, but I couldn't, like, actually do any sports. So it was really sucky because I was out for a little while. Yeah. So, I mean, he might need to be out for a bit and rest up. Hopefully it's not that bad. Uh, he was replaced in that one by Kamal Miller. Um, I would say largely didn't notice Kamal Miller a ton. I think there was maybe one or two plays that he did that were actually pretty good outside of that. Not noticing him is certainly better than noticing him for doing something wrong. So I would say a decent outing for him overall. He played a, came in at halftime, correct? So full, yeah. full uh, forty-five minutes for him. So that's not bad. No, yeah, oh yeah, he they made the change in the meet, like at half, halftime. Yeah. No, sorry, halftime. Um, so yeah, like that was pretty much it. Then we came back, got started. Looked really good for a couple, like... Seconds. Seconds. And then, once again, there was the 2-0. I just... I think for that one, we were protecting a lot uh, Gustavo. What was his last name? I already forgot. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah, Gustavo. We're not repeating it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But, like, we were really watching him. We were trying not to let him shoot the ball. And the moment that he missed it on the cross, I feel like the team didn't, like, follow Yeah, we didn't through. follow up with. It was one of the things that we were I mean, so it focused. three players. And that one can't be on Roe at all because, uh, I mean, it's 100% the defenders. Roe doesn't have a chance to, I mean, because he has to equally expect that each of the players that the cross is coming right past has an opportunity to hit it. 
Yeah, no, but so it was like... So this can't be on him, but... We were doing so good at protecting and not letting Gustavo shoot that ball. But I feel like that's when they, everyone forgot that there's 10 other players in the pitch. Like, there's 10 other people that you have to be aware of, which that caused the second goal. Okay, early on the game, good play, but just really disappointing. Like, Uh, From there, I think the next notable moment was the VAR. Uh, They award a penalty kick for handball in the box. This one I'm torn on. This is one where I don't... The call on the field was no handball, and I think regardless of what the call on the field was, it should have stood after VAR. I don't think that you can go to VAR and say conclusively, this was definitely... Intentional. Intentional. Because that's the key point, is intentional. Because that has been played throughout the year. That's the reason we didn't get the handball call versus... NYCFC at the beginning of the year, they said it wasn't intentional even though he reached out and handled the ball. In this one, you can clearly see, uh, it was uh, Mendez, right? Mendez is going to protect his face because there's a ball being kicked from less than two yards away as hard as possible towards him. That is ball to hand. Hands going to protect your face is a natural position. Hits him in the elbow. There's no way you overturn that on VAR. And, I mean, they totally led the game play. Like, I think it was, like, a full minute of, like, an actual play. Like, the ball was already on the other side of the field. There was a play going, and then they came back and turned it around. My question, what I would really like to know, and my thing is if the VAR thinks, hey, we need to look at this, they should just stop play. Let the VAR finish his check. Because what happens if Orlando City goes down the other side of the field in scores before they decide to check the VAR? I think at that point, the goal gets like Do, does our goal So our goal gets taken away and they get a PK? Yeah, which that's why I think they should do it the sooner the better. If they don't call it within yeah. the like, minute, like let's just say like less than a minute, then they are not allowed to call it. Like The play already happened. Um, so yeah, so, so then... I thought that was questionable for sure. Uh, shortly after that, there was another questionable um, occurrence, because I think that was the only thing that happened since, or was the third goal before the that was, uh, injury? That was number three. Right. And then it goes to... Yeah, so it's this one. Wait, third, oh yeah, that was number three, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so we're at 3-0 at this point, and I, I don't know. Uh, yellow card to the Revolution for a challenge on Yuri, which... VAR looked at and said, nope, a yellow is fair. I don't understand how a challenge studs up into someone's ankle is not a red card. I think there was studs up the whole time, even if it wasn't intentional. Right, like, I can give you Even if he didn't mean that, like it was just the moment doesn't matter. that you're going on the play, it was stunts, studs up, you hit the player, you injury enough to be able to have to come out of the field. Yeah, you really was injured on the To me, that's more of a red card. But that's the thing. Like, there's times that I don't really, like, I feel like the rules of soccer are very, like, depending on who's reading them. 
like too much gray area. No, yeah, I was like, except that's what I was trying to say. Too. It's all right. I speak Victoria. I can translate for y'all. Exactly. Too much gray area that it's always depending on who the referee is and what it is. But to me, that should be more um, because it wasn't a clean hit. And for that, like Dwyer came in. Another shout out. I know that I think today I have done too many shout outs. But shout out to Dwyer. I think he finally figured out that he wants to play some soccer. Yeah, especially if you look at his previous performances, you see a lot of him not being as active on the pitch as he should be. He goes out there, commits stupid fouls, gets yellow cards, gets red cards. He really hasn't been, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure he's a team player in that sense, but he hasn't really been playing as a good team player. And I think this performance showed that he does want to earn himself some additional minutes for sure. An amazing place of the ball for Arcandelli. Yeah, really he, good assist for him from like Dwyer. crossed it and got it at that perfect spot. So amazing goal there. And it was it, it wasn't an easy assist either. I mean, he threaded that one through two defenders to get straight to Arcandelli. That was a really wonderful assist from him. He followed the ball, something that I haven't seen for a while. He actually followed the play, continued, and didn't give up. Really good. Um, I will say, I forgot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Arcandelli. <laughs> I was like, I knew I had a point on this. Arcandelli, like, he was like, he before he, that goal, before Dwyer came into the pitch, pitch, Arkandelli was invisible and not really there. He was not finishing his chances. I really wanted him out of, like... He had three good chances that he did not take advantage of, which was a bit frustrating for sure. This is where we usually go back and have to remember that Arkandelli is, uh, I believe, a more natural winger than he is a center forward, so... If I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember what he played because we got him from Dallas. So he, I believe last year for Dallas, he played a, a winger position. But um, if so, if I'm right, I mean, that would be his more natural role or his more uh, natural position, we'll say. And I'm actually looking it up for you guys. Yeah, we're going to look it up I, just I to can, see. If I can actually figure it out, I don't even know where to find it, but... You could probably look at a lineup from Dallas last year. Uh, so if you go to MLSsoccer.com, you can then look at... Uh, go to schedule, I think. Probably can look from last year. So while she's pulling that up... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, because you just choose the calendar. So while she's looking that up... I would say, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing from that point of view. But, um, I mean, I, I still think the same thing goes with what we said in the last episode. Our biggest need right now is going to be a, des uh, a DP winger, designated player as a winger. Or not a winger. Jeez. That's why I was thinking Akindeli is center forward. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at the teams that have those and... Those are the teams that are doing well, you know. Uh, you know, Rooney is really settling in well at DC United, Zlatan, and uh, Vela doing really well at both of the LA squads. So, 
it's just been... Uh, that's really what we need by now. I think that's the biggest need. I mean, we've largely solved, although it doesn't show... Um, just he was kidding. on the bench. The one I found, he wasn't even playing, so whatever. I can tell he was on the bench for the game she found. Uh, so... But, I mean, I think that is the biggest need the team has right now is going to be a center forward, a DP-quality center forward. Because, I mean, we've largely solved the, the defense problem that we had. Um, that back line, if we can get them starting consistently, I would say the Ruan, Jansen, Sané, Matinho back line is actually really solid. And actually um, with, uh, was it Miller that slotted in today? Yeah. Uh, with Miller slotting in in the back line, I mean, there's really a lot of options for rotation. I think we do have a pretty solid defense overall. Although the score doesn't show that, I do think that the the defense played better than they showed. I think the midfield failed us. Because I do think we kind of glossed over the fourth goal from New England because we kind of went right into ours. Yeah, I was going to say we skipped one. They, I guess they score a fourth time, whatever, no big deal, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, that goal New England scored... <laughs> That wasn't anything our back line could do about. That came from well outside the box. Whoever was supposed to be covering that guy in midfield didn't, and he got a free shot off, and it was... I mean, truly, it was a really great strike. So, you know, that's... Again, that's not on our defense. I think the defensive issue has largely been addressed, and I think that shows by us having one of the more solid defenses in the league this year. Okay, yeah, so that was, like, pretty much the game. Wasn't the result that we wanted. And realistically, all we have left, and no saying, I mean, there's still a possibility of maybe, like, a 10, 15, 20% chance. I don't really know on the percentage-wise, but we might still be able to make it if we win every single game from now on. But realistically, the playoffs are off the table. Or, I mean, you never know. Like, it's something that might happen. What's the uh, Montreal score? The uh, Montreal game was on, and that's one of the teams that's kind of been uh, falling a bit as of late that's currently in a playoff spot. So there's a chance that if they were to lose, we're not really losing that much ground, but they were winning before. Oh, wow. They won 4-0, to or they're winning 4-0. to So, yeah, that's not bueno for us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, so I think at this point, the it's, yeah. other... Oh, U.S. Open Cup is what we need to focus on, for sure. When we actually do have that game coming up next week, we have two games next week. Unfortunately, since it's a weekday, we will not be able to make the Open Cup because we actually live closer to the Tampa Bay area. So going to Orlando on a weekday is not in the cards for us. And that's the thing. If there was no traffic and life would be perfect, you know, the ideal world... Oh, we, we can actually go. make it in about like an hour and like 20 minutes. But I four is awful. But right now, even on Saturdays, the times that we had drove to the game, Saturdays, there's not rush hour. It Saturday takes us morning. about like two and a half hours. Two and a half to three hours, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we, I mean, like we say, we say Tampa Bay, but we leave south of that, at least like. <laughs> Southern part of Tampa Bay, for yeah. sure, yeah. So it's like a little. But that's beside the point. I just figured you might want it to know, right? <laughs> it's still, it's still, you know, a ridiculous amount of time we'd have to spend in the car to make it there and then still have to go to work the next day would be rough. 
But we'll be there on Saturday, though. So we that will be, be there Saturday for that game. Although, Maybe we'll do, like, something live for a couple minutes if we can. Like That would be fun. But, yeah. I mean, I don't promise anything. I don't want to assure you anything, but we'll try to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're previewing... Oh, yeah. Final look at stats. Uh, we were outshot 20 to 17. But on target, we outshot them, which... I mean, I do like that stat from the point of view of we are getting more quality chances. We're taking better advantage of our quality chances of putting them on target. We did force their keeper into a number of saves in today's game, and I think that was, you know, that was good on the team. Obviously, the result didn't go the way we wanted, but that was still good overall. We did overall dominate possession. A lot of that was due to them just not caring about possession in the second half. They were up by four. It didn't matter to them at that point. Um, but yeah, so previewing the two games next week, we got FC Dallas, I believe, on the weekend. And then Atlanta midweek on the 6th for the Open Cup. Um, my choice, I mean, if, if I was coach... I would say, since playoffs are largely off the table, I would just rest the key players. But just actually, just to correct ourselves, the game is not this week. It's actually August 6th. Oh, yeah. That would be technically part of next week's games. Then this week, we only are facing Dallas. You are right, yeah. It's only Dallas this week. On Mm -hmm. Saturday night, which we will be there in person. Then the following week is the one that we are not going to. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I suppose. The only reason I brought up the Atlanta game was more, I think, you know, with only three days between the two games, I think you're much better off just cutting your losses in MLS regular season and going after the Open Cup, really. Um, And the only way you're going to do that is to rest all of your players, I think, on Saturday, all of your, you know, choice players and really try to go after uh, Atlanta in that game because that's really the only way you're going to get a result there. I think Atlanta still has a lot to play for in regular season and for the um, to make the playoffs, and I think that gives us a slight advantage there in that we can focus on specifically that game. Yeah, so that was like pretty much wrap up, wraps up this game. I'm sorry, today I really don't speak English. But uh, that's pretty much it. And Yeah, that will largely wrap up the game. Uh, today's post-game beer of the day is uh, from Boulder Beer Company out in Colorado. It is the Shake Chocolate Porter. It is quite good. So Yummy. That has been the post-game beer. It's not a paid sponsorship, but we just would like to tell you what good craft beer you can enjoy post-Orlando City Games. So that'll wrap up the show. And as always... Vamos, Orlando! <laughs> wait, wait. Don't don't finish the outro music. We forgot stuff. Pause. Um, you can actually find us on Twitter. <laughs> Just in case that you guys have anything to say about we talk, what we talked about today is at Vamos Podcast. Yep. So feel free to let us know if you have any comments and we'll be happy to respond.
Yeah, we'd love to connect with some of y'all. And also, uh, if you could leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store, that'd be awesome. Those really help us out. It'll help us get listed, you know, in the sports category, I guess. And actually be official. (laughs) Yeah, it'll make us a little bit more official. So preferably five-star reviews. Those would be nice. But, but we'll take any, you know? Just well, let us watch Well, anything above a better. three, let's be honest. <laughs> anything above a three, we'll take. Okay, well. But anyway, thanks again. And. Vamos, for, Orlando. Yeah. <laughs>